You are listening to the Moody Girl Podcast with me, Emily Fazer. Throughout this series, we're going to be opening the minds of experts and delving into the world of alternative healing methods. Before we start the episode today, I wanted to ask all of you listeners a question. Did you know that a lot of people are living with lower than recommended magnesium levels? I didn't know this either and had never explored incorporating magnesium into my daily life until I started having skin issues. I now use Better You Magnesium Oil Body Spray when I get out of the shower in the morning and spray onto my feet before I go to bed. I found that when I had psoriasis and hormonal breakouts on my face or body, I would spray it on and at first it really stung. But this was a sign from my body that my cellular magnesium levels were low. The more I got the magnesium into my system daily, the less it stung. It made sense. If you're feeling like you could benefit from having magnesium in your life, I would strongly recommend looking into using Better You Magnesium Oil Body Spray. Link to purchase is in the bio. Now, let's get to the episode. Hey guys, thank you so much to all of you that are listening to the Moody Girl podcast. It means so much to me and I'm absolutely loving spending this time to work on these for you. If you're finding these episodes helpful, please do subscribe, give them a five-star review and share on socials. It really helps to reach a wider audience, which will ultimately help me to keep bringing you great conversations and doing what I love the most. I've personally had so many different health struggles in my life. Doctor-prescribed medicines have often left me feeling worse and as though they are masking the problem rather than actually addressing the root cause. And this has led me to think outside of the box and find holistic ways to feel better in myself. I'm not professing to be some kind of health guru and I'm definitely not a doctor. Just someone who's trying to explore new ways to feel better and make the most out of life. This week, I'm speaking to Joseph Taylor on all things sound and the effects it has on our emotions and overall health when done in an immersive sound bath experience. For this episode, I decided to go and meet Joseph pre-interview to try his sound bath out in person at 180 Private Health Club in London. I'm currently living an hour outside of London, so jumped on a train, then a tube to bring me to the health club. Whilst on my way on different modes of transport, I tried to be aware of the sounds I was hearing and how these made me feel. I've always been deeply affected by music, so I was super intrigued to see what a sound bath would make me feel like. So, sound as a practice. Is always a deeply personal and intuitive one. And if we think of it as the sound creating a container, almost like a vibratory container, 
that we're able to go through a process within. And so the process that we go through is all of realignment, but as we're all very different people, working with different parts of ourselves, bringing different parts of ourselves, the way that this is expressed is going to look and feel very different for each of us, but also for every time that we step into the practice. So the last time you work with sound, the next time you work with sound, will likely be quite different. And so some of the more common ones that we're familiar with, you might hear people falling asleep and snoring even, um, and that may confuse you because you're having a psychedelic trip through the cosmos um, and having quite a visual, very active time with certain feelings and memories and emotions flooding to the surface. And other times we feel it in the body, so we may feel it as pulses or through little twitches. And really the important thing with this is to understand that this is just an outer expression of the practice. This is how we're experiencing the process of realignment, of returning back to that state of centeredness. And so really trying not to get too attached to how we experience it, but just allowing the process to unfold however it needs to unfold and trusting that whatever's happening is the right thing and the thing that needed to happen. Thank you for coming on that journey with me. Now, let's get to the interview where Joseph and I go deeper into the world of sound healing. So hi Joseph, thank you so much for being on the Moody Girl podcast today. How are you? Good, thanks for having me. No, it's my absolute pleasure. Um, so yeah, from my perspective, I've always really, really been interested in the way that I listen to music, the way that sounds affect my emotions, um, and just mainly when I listen, I feel. Rather than having a good ear, I feel like I've got a good sense to the, to the way that the sounds are making me feel. And so that's kind of where that sparked my interest on sound healing because I thought if music can make me feel like this what about you know going for a specific reason such as sound healing um so for the listeners out there can you give us a description of you know the practice what is sound healing if no one's heard of it or tried it before and they were going to go to one of your classes what would that entail yeah well I think when we say things like sound healing or sound therapy, it can feel a little bit alien, but then if we just bring it back to sound itself and our own relationship to sound, we all have sounds that we like, that we dislike. Music is the obvious one, mm. but then what about the sound of rain and how suddenly that just makes us feel relaxed and at ease? or if you're on the central line at rush hour, how that makes you feel, mm. um, and you kind of tense up. So if we kind of bring it back just to how we perceive the world through sound, how different sounds make us feel, then when we start to look at it in a therapeutic context, how can we use sound to create that kind of therapeutic experience? It becomes really interesting. Mm. So when we're using 
sounds such as the gong or the crystal bowls, uh, which are kind of the, the stars of sound healing. They're the more obvious ones. But then we broaden it out to all kinds of different instruments as well. So sometimes we use electronic instruments uh, such as the synthesizer, um, percussion, um, really any kind of, of instruments, you can weave it in somehow. Mm. Yeah, that's that's such an interesting perspective on it, actually, because um, I guess when you when you say something like sound healing, it can, as you say, feel so alien. But then, yeah, just the simple sounds of everyday life. Um, and I know right now it's a rainy Sunday in England. Um, and so that kind of tends to just make you wake up and think, ah, I can relax today. I have no pressure to go outside. Um, I have no pressure to get much done. I can just relax. And, and that's funny how, you know, throughout life we associate rain, well, especially in Britain, I know, <laughs> um, with, with those feelings. Um, I mean, with the particular, um, you know, the gong and the sound, um, like the, the bowls, um, is there a particular reason why those are kind of like the, the main um, sounds within it? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, I think they're quite spectacular instruments. I know when I first started with sound healing, I was very drawn to the gong. It was this quite mysterious and really spectacular um, sound to it. And also just the range of sound that it produces is incredible. Mm. So there's that kind of wow factor, um, which draws us to, to those to those main instruments mm. um but also the the healing that i personally found has been quite profound so with the bowls i personally work with the quartz bowls rather than the, the himalayan uh metallic bowls so with those we have the quartz resonating with the water content in our body and as um being composed of around 60 to 70 percent water we become conductors for sound and especially from the quartz wow uh, singing bowls and you tend to feel that in the body in the same in the same way that i'm sure you can attest to when you hear the gong you can hear the vibrations but you can also feel the reverberations throughout your body mm. there's nothing really quite like that yeah, I totally agree. I mean, so I'm so glad that I was able to come to um, one of your classes at the 180 Health Club in London. Um, and I think afterwards, we obviously had had really great chats about, you know, the fact that I'd been on the tube to get there and it was in central London and it felt like, you know, quite of a juxtaposition um, to go, you know, to the set to central lunch at London and then have that, you know, profound healing experience that you provided with your class. And yeah, so I mean, from my perspective, as a complete newbie going to your class, I didn't have, I didn't really know what to expect. I've kind of explored a little um, with energy medicine before. Um, so tapping and, and looking into kind of different vib vibrational, um, you know, tapping movements uh, to help kind of like move blocks chi and things like that um, but I've never really immersed myself in in a sound bath um, so yeah I mean from my perspective it was the different kind of sounds I found it really hard at the beginning to quieten my mind uh, it was racing all over the place and you were really really amazing at just 
making me feel comfortable, making the whole class feel comfortable. Um, and just saying, if your mind's busy, then that's fine. Just, just let it continue in that vein. Um, but it will be benefiting you just being here. Um, and that took the pressure off instantly. Cause I was just like, okay. It's like, as soon as there's so much pressure in everyday life that as soon as you try and do something that's takes the pressure off that pressure for some reason is still within us and that's that's when the real work starts because we have to strip away those layers of pressure that we've been you know like loads of different jackets that we just keep layering on and on and on and then it's fine like throughout the class I could just feel you know I was taking one jacket off and then another one off and and it slowly started that pressure to release um and that's when I had quite a profound visualization. Um, and that was kind of through the, through the gong actually. Um, and it was short, but it was so intense. And it was like, um, and I think I remember telling you about this afterwards, but it was um, as though I was like lying on a cliff and there was uh, a waterfall behind me. And then all of a sudden the cliff kind of dissolved and I turned into a bird that just like flew off. And I was like, whoa, wasn't expecting that. But it was like a full on like hallucination. Um, and then afterwards it was back to the scatty brain. But it, I saw that sort of window. Do you know what I mean? That window of um, my my mind being able to fully immerse and, and be taken taken with the sounds that you were providing um so first of all thank you for providing me with my first sound uh, experience um it was it was really really an amazing experience and something that you know I keep talking about and I want I want to do more of um but yeah I was going to ask you do you think that you know do you need to do it regularly in order to start seeing the benefits of it um because I could see just from doing one um that maybe if I did it more regularly, um, I could uh, my mind might start getting more relaxed every time, and those pressure layers would be less, um, and that would kind of flow through to everyday life. What do you think? Yeah, I get asked this a lot by by people who come to um, to my sessions, and I always try and avoid making it too prescriptive and saying that you know this is something that you need to do once a week or twice a week or yeah. twice a month. And I think a far healthier way to, to work with this is to be more intuitive with what you need and listening to when you feel, when you feel that you need it um, rather than thinking I have got to book in in two weeks because that's when I'm next due. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's already pressure actually, isn't it? That's, right, that's, exactly. that's more pressure. <laughs> Exactly. And that's exactly what we're trying to move away from. Mm -hmm. I think it can be really helpful to support a meditation practice or really any other kind of practice which you can do yourself. And this is the thing with sound therapy is that there tends to be another practitioner who's holding that space for you. And that's what makes it so valuable. But also you don't want to become so dependent on that that you're also relying on the practitioner to hold that space and so if you think of it as a support to your own practice whatever that may be um, I think that's a far healthier way to view it yeah and also it's not it's not a cumulative practice you know if you do it every week you don't kind of bank up a certain amount of sound healing points <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, um, it's a really 
beautiful practice and it's always there for you when you feel like you need to step into it. Mm, that is honestly such a such a great way to look at it. Um, and yeah, I think just relieving that that kind of regiment from it and just and yeah, accompanying because for me, I do meditation, I do Wim Hof, um, breathing and and ice baths and and I feel like if I was kind of doing that more um, along with the occasional sound bath, that could be really, really healing. Um, I mean, can you tell us a little bit more about your story? So how did you get involved with sound healing? Have you always been, you know, in the healing industry? Um, was there something that, you know, evoked you to get on this path or have, have you always just known this is what you wanted to do? Um, I definitely haven't known that I always wanted to do this because I didn't know it existed okay um, as I don't think many people did for a long time um it all started um bubbling to the surface probably in the last five years I think um I personally hadn't heard of sound therapy before before that time um so I fell into it quite naturally um, well, I, I, I've, I've had my yoga and meditation practice for um, a little bit longer. That's something I picked up when I was 16 um, and found really helpful for just making my way through life. Mm. Um, so that has that kind of contemplative practice has always been there. Yeah. Um, but then I stumbled across sound therapy at a music festival um, nice. I said to my friends I was like guys let's go to this it sounds amazing and they were like absolutely not <laughs> um so I went by myself and wow. I just had the most transformative experience um and then when I look back it makes a lot of sense because I've always had that practice um the more like contemplative practice, but also I really love music. Um, and I've always been quite intrigued about music's capacity to shift and to move you into different states. Um, so when I think back and you can kind of neatly wrap it up in a, in a narrative, I would say that it kind of feels right that it came together Mm. Um, but I think in reality it was quite a natural just stumbling into it and yeah. really resonating with the practice. Mm. That sounds but, incredible though. I mean, imagine just being at a music festival and then stumbling onto that and, you know, from there that's kind of shaped your life moving forward. Yeah, massively. It was a massive kind of turning point, I think. Um, so shortly after that I kind of just went to every sound bath that I could and there weren't all that many happening mm. um, in London um, it's kind of gotten bigger and bigger um, after a while I went to Guatemala to train wow which was the most incredible experience it was a place called the yoga forest and it was mm. just this kind of haven for sound therapy wow absolutely every instrument you could think of I think they had like six different kinds of didgeridoos just to give you an idea of like the scale of 
instrument collection so cool <laughs> so cool yeah and that was just like a real playground to to feel into the practice and to try different things mm. I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about Cytoplan, a unique science-based supplement company with many years of experience in nutritional science and whose emphasis is on quality of product. My medical herbalist swears by them as they don't use any unnecessary bulking agents. Before I found out about Cytoplan, I was taking up to eight supplements a day, all with bulking agents in them. It was such a relief to find out Cytoplan products are extremely pure. I now use them daily and I would recommend them to anyone looking for quality vitamins and supplements. They have a great range for many different health benefits. So if you'd like to find out more, please follow the link in the bio of this episode and check out Cytoplan. You won't regret it. How long was that course in Guatemala? So that was a 100 hour course over two weeks. Wow. That sounds incredible. Like it was, it was. It's so, really so intensive. Yeah. Obviously, two weeks is quite short, and I think most people who do these facilitated trainings, whether that be a yoga training or a breathwork training, mm-hmm. uh, they'll always tell you that you learn so much more after the training. But it really does set the tone, yeah. um, and it gives you the and it gives you the tools to then find your own way Mm, absolutely I think I don't know there's something so so beautiful um about you know just kind of stripping it all back and and you kind of I guess just putting yourself out of your comfort zone and doing those two intensive weeks um and then kind of that being your initial start and then as you say learning as you're as you're teaching and guiding people in into it for themselves um have you have you had any like experiences or stories that you you can tell about I guess because it's a funny one you know do you think it's physical or mental um healing with sound healing or do you think it's both I think we just have different languages to talk about it Mm. Um, and I think it's important that we have that yeah. that we are able to discuss it in more scientific terms mm. and in terms of actual bodily processes that we can kind of map what's happening. Mm. Um, but then, of course, that has its own limits Yeah. Um, in terms of if we're talking about the brainwave state and the parasympathetic nervous system Um what can you can you tell me like what the parasynthetic nervous system i'm not like super scientific um and for anyone listening who might not know what that is can you explain that yeah so the parasympathetic nervous system is just um the nervous system state that we enter when we're in a more relaxed Mm. um, state so we have the sympathetic which is our kind of move and go um fight or flight where yeah. we're activated um and i think our city dwellers tend to spend quite a bit of time in absolutely why these practices are so important um and then the parasympathetic is known as the rest and digest so mm-hmm. it's when everything kind of slows down um 
and that's one of the more notable that noticeable effects of sound healing because often we get off the tube we arrive um we're in that sympathetic nervous system state and then the sound very quickly um can draw us into that parasympathetic nervous system state mm, absolutely i mean i feel like from getting into that state that's surely going to have like a positive effect on both really then physical and mental health because if you're able to to get into that parasynth- parasynthetic uh, state quicker through sound healing that's obviously going to be good for you and then the physical side side of things um getting out of fight and flight I know that's that's my issue um you know I'm, I'm pretty sure that I've kind of I'm constantly in fight or flight um, and I'm constantly trying to kind of slow everything down um and I think that's kind of where I've manifested illness throughout my life so when I've had autoimmune conditions when I've had issues with my hormones um and you know low moods depression that sort of thing so i feel like sound healing can provide i guess uh relief on both physical and emotional it's just kind of complementing i guess from what you're saying complementing other practices that you're doing in your life whether that be um meditation whether that be just going out for long walks more you know if you're feeling stressed and just trying to slow things down um just those small life changes accompanied by the element of sound um, can be really beneficial to add into people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think when we have, we can explain it in those terms, we kind of satisfy that itch to, you know, back it up. Yeah. Often we need to. Yeah. Um, But then we also have, the mental benefits which are kind of completely explained in different terms and sometimes beyond words as well we don't Mm. often have the language for explaining why certain things come up certain memories certain yes uh, do you think it's kind of like um and I, sorry, I'm just like super rational. So I sometimes, and that's, and that's what I'm working on as well. Um, but do you think it's kind of sometimes tapping into that subconscious mind, things that we've got stored, stored, maybe stored traumas, maybe stored memories, maybe things that we didn't even know that we, that we still had held within us. Um, and those kind of frequencies um, can help to bring those up and maybe even release them. What do you think? I think so. Yeah. Well, I have, lots of lots of people lots of people who attend my sessions yeah they'll come and talk to me after and they'll ask why a certain something came up or really even just say that you know how unexpected it was it was something they hadn't thought about for, for decades wow um so there's definitely something that i don't whether that's the resonance of the sound itself resonating with a certain experience or whether that space is just being held and by going into that state where you're so relaxed and as you say you've peeled the layers back so much that you just allow things to rise to the surface so things that we've held on to giving them a passage to rise to the surface and maybe that's something we or they haven't done um, for a very long time they haven't had the opportunity uh, to rise to the surface. But the same thing happens with me in my experience as well. I've, 
you know, things kind of pop up and you wonder where it came from. So that side of it, we, you know, it's still, it's still quite shrouded in mystery as well. The emotional side, the energetic side. Mm, They all kind of work together. They they will kind of sit on a parallel in the way that I see it. Mm, Totally. Um, With energy medicine, um, so have you, I mean, is, is sound class as an energy medicine or is it completely something of its own? Um, I guess so. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just, I just find that, um, I mean, when I've kind of looked into energy medicine before I remember and, and Reiki have done as well. Um, and when I first kind of done it, I actually felt worse afterwards. Um, and it was like, God, okay. And I was like really emotional for like a week after. And I'd like drop something on the floor and I'd start crying. And I'd be like, what the hell is wrong with me? Do you know what I mean? And it's like, what? Um, but sometimes I feel like there's so many things stuck inside um, that you're kind of just like suppressing um, and the layers just keep adding up and then you're out and about and you're doing the next thing and then you're off to the next place, meeting the next person. Um, but then when you actually have the time to tap into that, whether it be through sound, whether it be through energy medicine, whether it be through Reiki, um, and then it you know can bubble to the surface, as you say. Um, for me, I'm quite an emotional person anyway, so it obviously it just comes out in emotion. Um, for you, when you had you know, those experiences where it brought up certain memories or, um, you know, you said you experienced profound healing, especially through the gong. Um, what did that feel like for you? Um, well, yeah, I think you, you touched on something quite crucial there is that it's not always comfortable. Mm. It's not always pleasant. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I found myself feeling quite vulnerable and shaken up mm. first started doing that I think the first time I was like this is great and there's this kind of sense of euphoria yeah um, then you go a little bit deeper into it and then uh those old wounds start surfacing and um well I, th- I think also as well what's really important is that the sounds aren't always pleasant mm. they're not always comfortable and that's another really important part of the practice is that this isn't just 60 minutes of bliss yeah. and it, it doesn't need to be, it can be, but it doesn't need to be. Um, and some sounds are just inherently jarring mm. or they create tension. Yeah. Um, but it's their role in that is important because they're the windows of release. Wow. Um, but yes, I fully, fully feel you with the kind of sensitivity that opens up with these practices. Mm. Um, and I think that's really across any kind of energetic um, meditative practice where you're digging deeper into yourself. Mm. Uh, there's a sensitivity that comes with that. And that's a challenge as well because then you have to navigate um, that discomfort. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And I mean, I, I first tried 
Reiki when I was doing my GCSEs, I was finding them really stressful and I was putting it like a shed load of pressure to get really good grades. And I'm really bad in exam situations anyway. Um, and I remember I, I developed like IBS. I was like really stressed. And then my mum was like, she's, you know, quite spiritually minded, always has been that kind of spiritual guide for me. Um, and she was like, right, let's try some Reiki. I remember trying in it, trying it. And I was just like, oh, wow, this is great at the time. And then for about two weeks after, I was just an emotional mess, you know? Um, but I obviously needed that release in, in some capacity. And I guess it's better out than in. But when you're going through it, it's like, Jesus, you know, this is like intense. Um, but yeah, I guess listeners, um, this is something to highlight, you know, um, if you are trying any of these practices, if you go to a sound bath and it, it brings up emotions, then that's okay. You know, that's totally normal. Um, I experienced it. Joseph has experienced it. And it's not always the most comfortable experience, but um, it is when you start, you know, that that further kind of work looking inside yourself and, and maybe it will, you know, face you with things that you haven't quite dealt with yet that are holding you back in life. Um, and that's certainly what I experienced as well. I mean, I'm still trying to work out the significance of the vis visualization I had with you. Um, but I'm sure I'll kind of figure it out at some point, or maybe I won't, but it was definitely an amazing experience. So, um, I know that Ermi sound you've been doing ever since you qualified in, in sound healing, and that's been your main project. Um, but I couldn't help but notice that you've also started a project called earth song project and i'd love to hear more um think it's a really important cause and movement that you're doing um so yeah can you explain it a little bit more for me and the listeners yeah so earth song was grown quite organically and also a little bit out of frustration um i think whenever you work um in a certain industry for a little while your gripes with that, with that industry start to appear and i think with wellness as incredible as it is and the opportunity it's given for people to heal and kind of take their own well-being and, and health into their own hands in many ways um i just wanted to shift a little bit from that lens of being so 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 self-focused and shift it to one that's a little bit more collective and focused on more communal aspects of wellness. Um, I think that's something that's become very clear is that well-being is also contingent on the well-being of those around us mm. um, and of our surroundings. So Earth Song really is kind of an ode to that um and uses so earth song uses sound um as a tool to communicate the climate crisis wow in a healthy and productive way mm. and i think in many ways we've become quite disconnected from the natural world absolutely uh, and also with the climate conversation as well it's become so saturated with visuals, um, but also with statistics and words, which have started to lose meaning, I think. Mm. Um, but understanding the power of sound 
and applying it to this conversation. Mm. So <clears throat> Earthsong essentially is here to facilitate those connections to the natural world um, and hopefully inspire a little bit of hope um, and maybe that could illuminate a path forward in some way. Wow, that sounds incredible. I mean, I couldn't agree more with in terms of, you know, sometimes it can be if you're constantly being like um, terrifying visuals all the time and um, statistics, looking at that all the time and, you know, the news is, is so stressful as it is and then constantly to be, you know, shoved with with the climate crisis as well. Um, it, it can people can switch off from it and they become numb to it. Um, so I, I think that the direction that you're going in it is so interesting and it's such an important way to approach it. Um, I know myself, I've always been fascinated um, with the concept of, of how people can perceive sound so different. So you could be listening to a piece of music or um, a soundscape that I could be listening to and I'm, I'm, I'm visualizing something totally different to you and that means something totally different to me um, than it does to you um, so yeah I think that's such a such an amazing um, way of, of approaching um, you know such a scary situation that we currently find ourselves in and our whole world finds themselves in um, so congratulations on, on starting such an important movement thank you um, so yeah so I mean to finish on today I wanted you to um, give the audience I guess if they're in a in, they're in a bit of a rut, they're not maybe spiritually minded, or you know they feel like oh this is too much for me. I'm going to be like out of my comfort zone. People think that I don't belong there, or um, for the complete novice, or for the people who you know might be spiritually minded, um, but they've been a bit too shy or to go and try sound healing. What advice would you give to those people um, moving forward? Well, I always say that there's nothing to do. Um, a lot of first timers will ask what they need to wear, if they need to come in gym kits, um, if there's anything they need to know. And I always say, just turn up, wear something comfortable, turn up and leave the rest to the facilitator. Um, it's mostly a very feel-good practice and you know we touched on before sometimes those tensions arise but on the whole it's a very comfortable safe um and feel-good practice so turn up lie down get cozy and there's nothing more that you need to do um it's always a very welcoming space and i think some of the power of the modality is in coming together and being together with a shared intention. There's something really powerful about that. Mm -hmm. So whether a beginner or not, it doesn't really make a difference, um, but definitely, definitely give it a go. Brilliant. Thank you so, so much for, for talking with us today, Joseph. It's been so interesting hearing more about how you got into sound healing. Um, and also, I feel like you've helped me to understand it more, um, uh, understand it more to not try and understand everything. Because <laughs> um, I naturally just always want to 
have an understanding of everything in life and and sometimes you don't need to um and as you say maybe the best the best course of action is just to go there get cozy lie down and just see what it brings up and just let it let it flow um so i feel like i've learned something more from you today so i appreciate having this conversation with you it's been really interesting um but yeah so if if the listeners would like to come to any of your classes um can whereabouts um are they yes so i am kind of all over london at the moment um my main residencies are at the mandrake hotel um so i'm there on a fortnightly basis um on a wednesday evening um you can find me at 180 health club um and also at the other house in south kensington amazing brilliant okay well listeners hopefully you can go and meet joseph firsthand if you do let him know that you listen to the podcast <laughs> um and i really really appreciate speaking with you today enjoy a lazy rainy sunday joseph <laughs> i will thank you so much for having me no problem take care bye bye, bye. thoroughly enjoyed learning more about the sound healing practice and how it can bring you back to your centeredness and promote a huge sense of overall relaxation. Everyone's experience with sound is so personal, so if you think this could be something you enjoy, do check out Joseph on his socials at Sound, which is spelled U-R-M-I sound and at Earthsong Project. You can also keep up with me on socials at Moody Girl Official. You've been listening to the Moody Girl podcast. Until next time.